the Our Secret Spot podcast, your look through the keyhole into Australia's hottest swingers club. Hello everyone, welcome back to Our Secret Spot, the podcast. My name is Lawrence and I'm the owner and founder of Our Secret Spot. Without Jess, uh, she is on maternity leave at the moment. Today's episode is a guest interview podcast. Uh, We have Christian with us. Christian has been to the club a couple of times. He's a male stripper. He has his own podcast, which we can talk about later. And up until recently, recently? Recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been an OnlyFans creator, which we can also get into. Uh, So, please, welcome, Christian. Thanks for coming to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, man. Um, Yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be here in a... a where I'm actually not at a sex party in a way. It's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> With the lights on and it's just like, yeah. oh, this is how the sausage is made. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is actually what the room looks like. Yeah. <laughs> the lights are on. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have the nasty, um, the fluorescent lights that you would never put on in a party like this, uh, a party like could, ours. Could you imagine that? That would be the that would be the worst environment ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless someone had like a 7-Eleven fetish. Yeah, might not need to yuck anyone's yum if that's what you're into. It's just like I want to go into a brightly lit room and just be degraded. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you can talk more about this as like being an OnlyFans creator. It's just like to to shoot content like that, the lights have to be somewhat bright, right? So the camera has yeah, to pick it up. It can't yeah. be dark. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's so amazing. how do you reconcile against that? Well, I used to um, do all of my scenes in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I had it lit up really well. Um, I, I got a lot of very good tips from a good, good close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he um, he's a professional videographer and he makes some of the most amazing, most beautiful um, videos. He does it for a lot of um, professional um, escorts. Yep. Does a lot of like their boudoir sort of stuff and it's really beautiful. And he showed me the, the tricks of the trade to be able to have the room dim but still get that really nice crystal clear image on who you're shooting. Yep. So, yeah, and because I'm also, I used to shoot um, POV, so I would be holding the microphone and the and the camera and the light was all there in front of me. Yeah. So I could really just have that light penciled in on, yeah. on my subject. Yeah, what you were looking at, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, we're here now. Might as well talk a little bit more about, like, uh, your OnlyFans journey. Yeah, okay. Um, Where did it start? How long did you do it for? So it what of, did you do? Yeah, sort of so stuff. it started um, early 2020. Uh, at the time, I just thought I would make some solo stuff and sell it to, we, we, we call it gay baiting, you know, because I'm a heterosexual guy. Mm-hmm. Not in the guys, you know, don't have an issue with that at all, you know, like all big, big ups for anyone, you know, whatever you'd like, yep. whatever you like. But, um, you know, it wasn't for me. Uh, but I was, we, we call it gay baiting where basically we are, you know, making provocative content for gay men um, to make them think that, you know, they might have a chance. Right. And at the end of the day, like, they don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they, they don't, like, you know. I find that's, like, the probably the true for all most pornography that you would watch, right? It's just like you, you'd be watching your favourite actress and she's just like talking to you. Let's just yeah. say, hey, and you think you might have a chance, but you really don't. You really don't. Yeah. Like, it's no different from like going guys going to a strip club. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it is the entertainment just, just treated as such. It's just like, exactly. you're never really going to meet Iron Man, but it's nice that like he probably exists in some other universe. And <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, I was doing a lot of solo stuff. I didn't like where it was going because it made me feel uncomfortable. I was getting messages that, you know, honestly, I just could not respond to. I didn't know how to respond to some of these messages I was getting because it was like, it was so sexual and it was like, 
making me feel uncomfortable. Right. Because it was just so explicitly sexual and I was just like, this isn't... And you're just right wanting to reply, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God, I can't wait to taste you and all that. And I'm just like, yeah, cool. I, that's <laughs> never going to happen, champion. Yeah. Right. So I got away from that um, and a friend of mine who I was actually just really close and we were just like, you know, fuck buddies. Um, we... Um, she she had just started her OnlyFans and okay. she was doing a few explicit scenes. She'd film with a couple of guys and she said, hey, look, you're doing it, I'm doing it. You and I both slept together more times than we can count. Why don't we film it? And mm-hmm. so that I did it. Um, I filmed with her. We did um, POV. So I held the camera. So my face and everything was all out of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, it, it looked really good. It was really good. It went really well. She then told a few of her girlfriends. Her girlfriends were then interested in working with me. And it just sort of went from there. And it just sort of, sort of kept growing and growing and growing. And my, my, biggest, my, 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 always, my biggest rules were always consent, comfort, mm-hmm. and make money, yep. basically, because that's why we're in it, you know. Yep. And I followed those rules and I always stuck to those rules. And it wasn't until the, 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 the end of last year I sort of blurred that line a little bit because I actually got into a relationship with one of the girls I actually started filming with. Mm. <laughs> I like your reaction. It's just, uh. <laughs> and so me, yep. me and her, we got into a relationship. Um, no secret that that relationship sort of died on its ass probably yep. towards like, you know, mid-Feb. Um, we, we remained friends, but it didn't really last too much longer after that. But what happened was some really, she was the, she was the ex-girlfriend. She started to say the nasty things, things which aren't true. And then of course you get one girl saying it, then you get another girl saying it. Now you've got three girls and now you've got four or five girls who those five you've actually never even met before. You've never even spoken to yeah. them. But they're wanting to get in on just to be part of the group and they just want to be part of the tea being spilt, you know? And it's like, you know what? I looked at it and went, nah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want this drama in my life anymore. I love yeah. I love drama. I love hearing about it. But when it's about you and when you know that it's really just nasty ex-girlfriend just trying to come after you, mm. you're just like, you know what? I don't actually fucking need this yeah i'm having more fun podcasting more fun stripping um and my other job which i keep very private but um i'm making you know it's like i've got enough money coming in i don't need this yeah would it would it people were sensitive about money i'm just gonna ask was it making you a fair bit of money um it was making me a bit but for the stress yeah you know like you could put it this way um it was making me not enough for the stress that it was that it was creating. Sure. So if it was making me a ton, then I could yeah, look you at might. it and go, you know what, I can deal with this stress. Yeah. But I'm going to get some PR and they can deal with like <laughs> yeah. the, the fallout of the people <laughs> left behind. Exactly. So it wasn't yeah. making me enough. Like yeah. I make I make way more money stripping. Yeah. And it and it means less stress. I yeah. rock up. I take my clothes off. I do a dance. Have a bit of a laugh, leave. Yeah, pales in comparison to how much the women can make on OnlyFans oh, and such. They own the shit out of that industry. Oh. I know a girl that makes a hundred grand a year selling pictures of her feet. Man, I wish yeah. I could sell pictures of my feet and make that sort of money. Yeah, that's all right though. Let them have it. Let them so. have it. Let them have it. Let they have, have it. nicer feet than us, anyway. Oh so my god! Like, because like, yeah. like, let's be objective about this. Like, it's nicer to look at than <laughs> way nicer, way nicer. I think my favorite way of 
describing like uh, the difference between the, the the sexes of like what's nice to look at it comes from Elaine in Seinfeld when she's like, you know, the female body is a work of art, you know, and then the male body is utilitarian. So getting around, it's like a jeep. <laughs> I'm not interested in really looking at this lumpy, hairy thing. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. So they can have it. I'm, they, uh, they, they totally can. And I'm happy for them to have it, and I enjoy watching them have it. <laughs> Absolutely. Fucking oath. I, I say go for it, Queen. If you yeah. can do it, then do it. Yeah. Uh, and podcasting as well. So you've got your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boys Chat. Right. We, it was the birth of a – basically, I'd just broken up with my partner mm. at the start of the year. Um, my mate, he has just broken up with his partner. He's also a stripper as well. And we were just hanging out and we were putting together a new routine because I was doing this big stage show and he's a phenomenal dancer, this guy. So I usually go to him for a few like ideas um, and we wanted to make it like – a little bit edgy, a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, we're putting it together. And he's sitting in my office and I'm sort of having a look at the music and all, um, putting it all together and editing. And he's looking at some of my equipment. He goes, oh, what's that? What's that? I said, oh, that's a microphone. That's a audio interface so I can record stuff and all that. And he just goes, man, why don't we do a podcast and talk about like being strippers and going through breakups and men's mental health and mm. all that sort of stuff. And I just went, fuck yeah, let's do it. There's nothing stopping us. Yep. So literally right then and there, I just went, yep, cool. Set up the mic right there, put it in front of him and said, yep, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that's how it came. Like, we didn't even think of the name. I literally hit record and went, yep, welcome back to boys chat. And just went, yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> two boys having a chat. That's, just, that's, yeah, that's just two dudes just having a chat. Nice. What's And you can find this obviously on most... most uh, Spotify. Yep. You can find it on Spotify um, and obviously our Instagram account, which is um, linked to my um, Instagram account. So, yeah, you'll be able to find us um, at back, B-A-C dot chat, which stands for boys, Alec Christian dot chat. And, yeah. Sorry, boys, Alec Christian? Um, yeah, well, it's B-A-C yeah. dot chat. Dot chat. Okay. Yeah. On Instagram. On um, Instagram, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, how long has that been going for? A few months? Yeah, it's been going since... Um, Probably mid-Feb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going all right. We've actually got a ton of followers over in the US. Mm. We've got more followers in the US than actually what we do in Australia, which is crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Me being a veteran, I speak a lot about um, mental health and PTSD mm-hmm. and what it's like being a veteran in today's modern society. And yep. I got a message from a guy over in Fort Lauderdale this Marine, and he said to me, he goes, bro, he goes, after I listened to your mental health episode, he goes, that gave me the courage to step forward and go get the help that I needed. That's good. He goes, I was getting ready to end it. And I'm like, wow. That's nice. Yeah, that meant more to me than any paycheck. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean for you to be a veteran uh, or in today's today's society? Um, I think there's a lot of stigma that comes with it. Um, I think a lot of people think that we're just automatically broken or whatever. Mm. Um, and, and so you, like, you get a lot of people kind of doing the almost uncomfortable. They don't know if they should say thank you for your service or yep. any of that sort of stuff. So, yep. I, I, you know, as a vet, like I would rather just someone just say, yep, cheers, mate, and just walk on. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a confusing one. Like I have been diagnosed with, um, with PTSD um, from, my, from my deployments. I did four deployments mm. over the course of eight years and – yeah, it's, you know, things like Anzac Day, I don't really want to have much to do with anymore. I, I'd rather just go about just living my life quietly and just, just not really have much more to do with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I 
still only do dawn service once a year with with my mate that we that I served with. Um, and I was actually talking to my partner about this the other day. Actually, like the 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 image that I think, particularly here in Australia, I mean, I can't really comment about other places, but what veterans look like, yeah, is still this old guy with a Zimmer frame with a chest full of medals, yep. just sort of like you know waving at the crowd. Yeah, every year that I do an Anzac Day service or something like this, it's as I'm asked, like, and they go, "Whose medals are those?" Yeah. Like, yeah, they're mine. Yeah, they're, they're so mine. It's like, oh, it's like yeah, like Australia been at war for nearly twenty years, so yeah, <laughs> you've got to expect that there's going to be some actual young veterans like, like yeah. uh, lurking about the um, the world nowadays. So it's just interesting how like one hundred percent, and then again the same. Oh, thank you for your service. It's like, happy Anzac Day. I'm like happy Anzac Day. Happy Anzac Day. You're like no, no, this isn't a celebration. This, yeah. is, this is a commemoration. Let's yeah. not get that, the lines blurred. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, we could go on about that <laughs> yeah. forever. And uh, your time as a male stripper, how's that been? That is wild, man. Um, I got into that. Oh, it's a funny story how I got into that. Like I was um, 20 years old. I'd just broken up with my first real girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And my and I the following week I went on this party bus because I was living in Adelaide with my family. Um, went on this party bus and I saw these – it was a double-decker. And so the, the bottom story was – full of um, girls on their hens nights and they had these topless waiters and then on the upper floor was us idiot lads on this 21st getting lit. Oh, so they, they mixed you? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And it was kind of cool because... How did they stop you from going up and downstairs? Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Last guys, we were going downstairs to chat up the, the yeah, girls okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the plan. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, but we had these good-looking girls in these little black, like, you know, pencil skirts and yep. serving our champagne and that. And... I spoke to the owner and he said, look, man, he goes, you're a good looking guy. He goes, and he basically just grabbed my shirt, lifted it up. And we goes, yeah, you got, you got your good abs. Yeah, cool. He goes, how would you like to um, work? <laughs> good abs. I <laughs> know. Oh, that was the job. That was the job interview. Oh my God. Can and you imagine <laughs> this thing? Like, uh, like uh, the same guy just goes up to a girl, just goes, hey, she lifts up her shirt. You yeah, got good tits. Good you can tits. work. Yeah, you can, can you imagine that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. You're all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's fucked up when I think about it. Um, so so I then, um, yeah, he then basically said, yeah, how would you like to make 150 bucks cash in hand every single week? And I just went, yeah, working what, Saturday nights? He goes, yep, Saturday nights. He goes, you start at 7 o'clock, you finish at, um, at 1 a.m. And he goes, you know, you get free piss all night, you get free entry to all the clubs that we take the, 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 uh, the parties to. Yep. And he goes, um, just keep yourself in good shape. Don't do any um uh, any drugs while you're working. Keep yourself, you know, he goes, you want to have a drink, have a drink, but just keep yourself sensible because you still need to – work yep. um and yeah and that went from there and so then i started doing that and had a great time um joined the military stopped doing my, my topless work um but then when i was up in darwin wanted some extra cash and then started stripping started like learn how to strip right then when i moved to sydney once again we went into covid lockdown we all wanted that little bit of extra we were all trying to find ways to make extra and once again i started stripping again there and it's just been a crazy crazy wild journey yeah do you so most of you, your stripping you've done I guess through private gigs? Yeah, yeah, through private gigs. Are there uh, any male strip clubs? No, there's not. No, there's none in Sydney, which doesn't make any sense because Sydney has got a huge like like gay you know population. Yeah, like you know, I am so surprised there's not like a strip club in Kings Cross or something. Yeah, that would just be. <laughs> 
there's pump in it, mm. like you know, on Oxford that Street does or somewhere me. like that, where there's a, there's a massive, you know, gay pride, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that is that is that is. What about, no? There's. We, um, we get like visits from like um, Magic Men. They come down. Um, oh yeah, I'm thinking of those kind of, but they're yeah, obviously a group. They're they're they're, they're a traveling. Yeah. Know, okay. Group, okay. And they'll rent out like a an area. So like you know the 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 group that I dance for, Young Guns. We once a month we might do like a show in Wollongong at Leeds Club, or we might um you know the following month we might be in Canberra. We might do a show there, or you know we'll do shows, but majority of our work is you know you you hire us to rock up to your hen's night or to your i've even been to a divorce party which was fucking sick <laughs> that'd be wild that was that was one of the most craziest lit nights ever yeah um yeah that was tell us nice. about that no. <laughs> <laughs> i want more details um this woman she'd been married for like 20 years right and they were all like they were all like in their like mid to late 40s mm-hmm and so, and it was just, just, it was exactly what you could, whatever you're imagining, it's exactly that. Yeah. It was, you know, like your full, they, they looked like housewives, of, like the real housewives of Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like mm. they just, they just had that like full on, they were rich, very wealthy. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, you, you knew that in their marriage, their only job was to look good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and they were lovely, like they were lovely birds and they just wanted to see some young guy getting his kid off and they ended up just paying for extension after extension after extension. I ended up making some really good, good tips off those birds and they, they definitely were then trying to think of a way to get a private show, which was more than just a private show. Right. Does but, that happen often? Extras. It does, uh, and I'm proud to say that in the time, like I'm 34 now, and I've been stripping since I was like 22 or so. And in the time that I have been doing it, I have never once slept with a client. Oh, well, there you go. Because my attitude is, you can't buy me, and mm. I won't be a notch in someone's belt. Like I won't be bragging rights. I slept with the stripper. Yeah. Okay. Like if you want to meet up with me, you can get my Instagram details, and we'll catch up tomorrow. All right. Okay. So, yeah. And in all this, you've managed to find your way to the club a couple of times. So, like, yeah. when when was that? What was the idea or the, the I don't know, I guess the, the, the inception of the idea? So, the, my first experience with it was um, I was actually up in Darwin and I was single. And a friend of mine, I, I, I met this girl and she, I hadn't even really thought about Dom and Sub or any of that sort of stuff. Or, you know, I just thought, you know, just two people just get together and hook up. Mm. Um, and I met this girl and she had told me straight up, like we, we'd met on Tinder or something. I can't remember what it was, but you know, she just came over and she goes, look, I'm really submissive. I really like it when a guy dominates me. And I went, okay, that's cool. You know, I can, I can do that. And so, and she, she was blown away. She, this was my first, this was my first experience, you know, being in that real dominant role. Um, and she was really blown away because she just went, you really you really took that on. And I just went, oh, maybe it was my time as a recruit instructor. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know getting into that headspace. Yeah. But um, I really got into that. And me and her, we, we kept hooking up and kept having a really good time. And then she brought me along. She goes, do you, know, you want to go to a party? And I went, oh, um, I said, what's going to be at this stuff? I said, I'm not really go- good with um, big crowds of people. And she goes, no, it's okay. She goes, you can come along. We'll have it. We'll go to a party. And, and, you know, if you don't like it, there's no pressure. We can just sit there, chill, and then we can just leave. You know, yeah, and I okay. said, okay, cool. Went to the party, ended up having a great time. Um, then 
moved down to Sydney. Once again, I was like, I was on my own and I'm like, man, like I want to go to one of these parties again. Like this was so much fun. Was it a, the first one was a private party or was it a First club? one was a private party. Because it was in Darwin. Yeah, because it was yeah, in Darwin. I mean, yeah. I don't think they have a club up there. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, they don't. It was a private party um, just through FetLife. Yep. Um, and then came down to Sydney um, jumped back on the Tinder and that and just looking around. And then this one girl just was literally had on her profile looking for someone to come to a swingers party with me. That was on her Tinder profile? That was on her Tinder profile. Man. <laughs> I was like, yep, done. And I, and, uh, I, can't even, I can't even remember what her name was. I was on Tinder briefly and I was, you know, owner of OSS. And like, no bites. <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with my head. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I didn't really know of any other clubs or anything. I've only just been in Sydney for six months. Um, and then she then told me about um, our secret spot. Yep. And I was like, yep, cool, let's go. Um, came here and was just like, yeah, just once again, had another phenomenal, amazing time. Um, what was her reasoning for going on Tinder and trying to find someone to go with her? She wanted to keep it a little bit discreet. She didn't want her friends knowing or her family knowing and i was sort of like but you just put yourself out there on tinder yeah like that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense at all but that was her just was was the intention for you to be a play buddy as well at the club or just there literally as a sort she, of a, a backup i think she wanted oh, like a just support support person yeah she wanted a guy who first of all understood the environment a little bit mm. and i'm not saying i'm not gonna put my hand up and say i'm an expert i know i know the environment but yep. you know i've been to a party before so yeah. i sort of have an idea um and she also wanted someone there who you know because w- we met for coffee earlier on that day and she just wanted to feel out you know yeah, okay. if, was, if we were a good fit and we were a great fit and then so um, we ended up getting ready at mine and we went, we went to the party together and she just said, I felt so much safer knowing that you yeah. were there. Um, cause she goes as, as a single female in these club, in these parties can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. And I went, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Mm. Um, so yeah, we went together. Um, we ended up actually like hooking up together at the party and then, um, we ended up just actually having a really great experience where we, Sort of just stayed together. We didn't even really intend for that to happen. It just happened naturally. Mm. Um, I met a few other people, and and yeah, we just kept kept amongst ourselves, and and then we then just we came back a couple more times, and yeah, yeah. And so how? And then was a couple more times uh, to the other club, or was it to here? A couple it? more times was to here. Yeah, okay. um, we went to a newbie night here, and we had a good time. But we also sort of didn't really pick up on the vibe a little bit because there was a lot of people just watching. Mm. We're like, "Come on, guys, let's let's yeah, just throw yourself." How long ago was this? Um, last year would have been, and probably around this time last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the newbie nights can be very uh, varied. I mean, all the parties are varied, of but, course, in, but, yeah. but especially amongst the newbie night uh, in particular, yep. where people, uh, I don't know, you know, sometimes it's just like a bit of a mood that's just, that takes hold in the crowd. Either people are a little bit more reserved yeah, or it's just fucking nuts. Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, for, for the most part, it sort of errs on the side of the crazier side of things. But yep. then occasionally you get those those quieter ones where it's like, Still, a lot of people around. Yeah, they're just sort of like you said, just standing around watching. Not sort sure. of like yeah, not, not interacting too much with other people. They're just sort of a bit more. There's couples just sort of like keeping to themselves and just moving around. Maybe the private rooms are being used uh, a little bit more exclusively. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's 
not a bad thing. Like, we well, know, exactly right. And 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 a lot of people go to the parties and they realize that hey, maybe this isn't for us. And you mm. know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I, like, I I appreciate that kind of feedback. People like you know, you have a great venue. We met like nice people, but we won't be back because it's just not for us. And so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and the important thing is they felt safe, safe to, to say that and yeah. saying no to people and yeah which yeah is good. E- exactly and that's one thing that i've noticed that you guys have really um established really well that there's no pressure at all yeah um there's just no pressure it's so chill like if you just want to have a ch- sit at the bar and have a drink yeah like you can <laughs> you know like or if you want to like go, go into like you know upstairs where it's just at at times just an all-in, just mayhem, yeah. it's just, yeah, you can. It's, yeah. It's, so it's was great. that your second time at the club? What was that like? That was the second time at the club, yeah. yeah. And I, I realised... Um, Do you remember what party that was? Mm, no, no. No, that's uh, t- too, too long ago. <laughs> like, I can't even remember what I did last month. Like, But I, I just remember um, I met these these really great people. Um, the girl I was with, she met this wonderful couple and... Uh, I wasn't really picking up on them. She was really picking up on them a lot more. And I said to her, I said, hey, look, I, I've, I've just been talking to this other girl that's, on, that's here on her own. I'm going to you know, talk to her a bit more. If you want to talk to that couple, go for it. You know, They seem really lovely. They're not really – I'm not picking up on them, but I'm really picking up on this other girl. Mm. And at one point – all five of us were on the bed on on a bed together and we were just having a great time and you know i was with this girl and i'm and I've, at one stage i've looked over and i'm seeing the girl that i'm with and she's got these two people just like you know adoring her and all that stuff and so yeah. i was just going yeah this is fucking awesome yeah <laughs> this yeah is, this is sick it's nice when you can have that sort of like uh interaction with that many people and you know there's no pressure on anything i mean we once got a f- feedback from a customer saying he doesn't like the not real couples coming to the club because it's like it diminishes from what they want us to say well how do we define what is a real couple yeah like what's like who's going to be the 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 barometer for this are you going to do it it's just like it's just like the couple has to be together for two years they have to have a dog together they have to like share bank accounts like what's the level and it's just sort of like you know they're as long as people are respectful and they respect the rules that we have at the club i find that that's that's perfectly fine and that's a perfect example that you just said where it's just like you're there with the would you what would you have called a friends with benefits well we've been seeing each other that's about a month so you could say we were in a pretty early stage of a relationship yeah you know it didn't really go any further than that yeah but once again yeah if people were to define us as a couple we weren't a couple exactly you know but But nevertheless you know you respected firstly yourselves the other people around you and you had some fun and it's just like well yeah and we, what we else, actually what used, else can you ask for we actually used your cue about um i remember at one of the parties you spoke about like if you and your partner are talking to another couple if you're picking up on it you use the what is it um do, do you want a gin and tonic, gin and tonic rather than a drink yeah, yeah yeah and and i used that with her i just went like i went oh i'm gonna go to the bar and get a, a, a scotch on the rocks do you want one and that was our cue and that was me saying i'm not interested right and if she turned around and said, yeah, I'd love a drink, that was her saying, I'm actually interested, I'm going to stay. And then I'd be like, okay, cool, well, I'll grab you a drink. And then yep. that was me saying, okay, I'm going to get the flock out of here and find someone else. Fine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Having that coded speech sometimes can be a little bit fun and necessary. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because it also stops you from like maybe potentially embarrassing 
the other people that you're talking to because the yeah. last thing I want to do is make those other people feel like, like shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> because like, well, at the end of the day like, we're all here just to have fun aren't we yeah it's this fine line of like talking to people and being honest yeah. and you know if you're not interested you're not interested but it's also and especially when there's um, you know more than just yourself talking like mm. you, you, you know were you with a partner or whoever you're with there they, they might have different ideas and if you sort of like shut them down like that, it's just kind of maybe it kills it for them. One, it's all these different things. And 100%. It's like, and it's so it can be quite complicated. Yeah. I actually did a, um, I worked out this, you know, so for the amount of uh, relationship, uh, for the interests that cross through in um, a club, for example. So when you're in a relationship with one other person, it's obviously just two connections. I yep. like you and you like me. Yep. And it's the same, but it, it grows exponentially between the people. Yep. I sat there one day, I mean, Maybe people already knew this, but I was like, there's got to be a formula for this, an algebraic formula for this. And it's it's N times, open brackets, N minus one, close brackets, equals the amount of connections. So it's like if there's four people, it's four times four minus three, <laughs> uh, four minus one, which is three times, yep. equals 12. So it's 12 connections yep. that have to be made for there to be a successful four-way interaction. Yeah. And it's like that... It blows your mind. That's like, a just, lot of shit going on. It's a lot, right? Yeah. It's so obviously two of those connections are, are sorted out because you're there with your partner. You obviously like each other, yeah, right? Yeah. But then you've got to like, I like her, but she like him, and he and blah 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 blah. And yeah, so it's quite um, fascinating to think about it like that, and then you yeah, can see how quickly heavy. it becomes difficult. Mm. You know. Well, I, I, the I've only ever had really one bad experience at a, at a party, and that was. Um, I took this girl with me to um, what wasn't at um, one of your parties. It was at another party, and I took this girl who had never been to a party before, but she was so excited to go. Mm. And we've gone, but this party they allowed four single males at their parties, and they had to be they had to be like vetted, you know, like they had to like even know someone or had to have someone vouch for them. So like, and what ended up happening was she loved all the attention she was getting from these single males. <laughs> so she has run off with them. But then All four of them? Yeah. Had a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst part was it left me completely on my own. Right. And so now I'm basically a single male. Mm. And I felt so uncomfortable being this single male. Like there's the girl I'm with, but she's getting absolutely railed. <laughs> just wrecked <laughs> and having a great time but i'm like trying to go up to other couples and trying to engage with them and that sort of stuff and it's like yeah you guys want another couple to engage with yeah. and i was just like yeah this is this is shit this is i'm having a fucking shit time it and can be hard right for the it, single guy it like got to the point where i just said to her i said hey look hey look are you done here like are you good and she goes yeah, yeah i'm good i said okay cool i said can we finish the rest of the night up as a couple so we can engage with other couples? Because right now I'm just like a spare dick in a porno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's how I completely felt. And, yeah. you know, hey, hey, big up to the guys that go to these parties on their own yeah. and do really well. Like, I wouldn't have the confidence to do it. Yeah, neither would I. It, it's tough. It's and, like, we get single guys who obviously apply because we – same thing. we allow five into our parties yep. of 140 yep. or so. So it's not a lot, but, you know, the guys that – you know, I think a lot of gents have the idea that it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go in. It's just going to be it. It's going to be honest. <laughs> not until you're in front of people and, you know, with all the, like, the conversation and consent and boundaries that we put in place and yeah. feel is mandatory, and then they start to go, oh, 
I've got to have a conversation. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yeah, now start using your words. And it's just like, it can be intimidating going up to people. You got to suss out what they want mm-hmm. if, you, if they're interested in you. And it's, yeah, you got to be very socially uh, skilled to yeah. navigate it. Well, I did a strip show at, um, at Club Fusion. I mm. did a strip show with me and another male stripper. And we were getting applause and, yeah, yeah, you guys are so hot and rah, rah, rah. And, I'm, and then we were told, yeah, you guys are more than welcome to stick around and enjoy the party and get involved and all that sort of stuff. And, and we're like, oh, yeah, cool. And we thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be like any other party that I've done where we've stripped and then everyone wants to talk to us and all that sort of stuff. But it's like we did our strip and it was just like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Not, not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, I just looked at my man and went, so... um Shall we go? You want to leave and just go get a beer? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And we ended up just going across the road to like yeah. another bar and ended up just talking to girls over there. Yeah. But it was just like, well, at the party, it was just like, no, nah, we're just two single blokes and yep. this isn't, no. Nah. Takes a bit of mental prep for that. Yeah. So has anyone, does anyone in your life know like uh, what you do, uh, either coming to the club or the stripping and all the rest of it? Uh, so... My parents know. Okay. My dad, he was actually the one who suggested I become a male stripper. Right. His exact words to me were, "You got a good body. You're you're a good looking bloke." He goes, "If you could be, if I could be making two hundred to three hundred bucks for half an hour, forty five minutes worth of work on a Saturday night, taking my kid off, I'd do it." Yeah. So I went, "Okay, cool, I'll do it." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like the, I'm the, you know, I'm the. You know the the stripper of the family, <laughs> and I, I was at my brother's wedding recently. And as soon as like I I'm meeting because all my family live in Adelaide and I live in Sydney, so I've gone home, and there I am standing at the wedding um, as my brother's best man. And there's all the bridesmaids and that, and a few of them have just gone. Oh my god, that's um that's so and so. You know that, that, that's his brother. And oh yeah, I heard he's a stripper. And and everyone afterwards wanted to come up and have a chat. All the girls and I was just like, oh, I, I am not in the mood to talk about this right now. Yeah. I'm my brother's wedding. Because it's a, it's one of those jobs, right, where it's it's so not in the ordinary, right? So what do you do? I'm an accountant. It's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, but if you're, like, if you're yeah. saying, look, I'm a stripper, people are like, really? Tell me more. Saying yeah. like, you know, if you're in the defense force, you see, it's just like, what's that like? Tell me more. It's yeah. one of those sort of jobs that sort of outlies. And the then middle. the whole time you're just like, it's just a job, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, 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 what did you do today? Oh, I was um, doing a fast roping course, like from a helicopter onto a boat in the middle of the Indian Ocean. What? And yeah. they're just like, that's amazing. And you go, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, like after. I sat around and waited for a yeah. while, though. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, pretty yeah. boring. There was, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah, it was just like, was just really waiting for mess time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just, it was like, you know, we missed out on having dinner like, and like the chopper was late. And then like, like yeah. we had to do like briefs all week. And so. I got wet. <laughs> yeah. The whole time you're just like, man, like after, after, after you do all the briefings and after you get yelled at half a dozen times, you're like, it's not really that amazing. It's actually kind of, kind of terrible. Yeah, it's like anything, like, you know, like any any kind of production of anything. It's just like, oh, ma- making a movie would be so fun. And you see watching a movie, it's like get in and out of the car for 10 times, say hello, the same line from a different angle. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck it me. Would, it would be the worst. <laughs> it's like, well, it's no different from when I was like making porn. Yeah. I had people say, oh man, you're like having sex with like the hottest chicks ever. Mm. And I've gone, yeah they're, yeah, they're gorgeous. But I'm like, I'm not thinking like that. Yeah. I am You're thinking about how's the lighting? Is the sound okay? My, got, are they in yeah, focus? Exactly. I've got yeah. this heavy fucking microphone that I, you know, camera set up that I'm holding. I've got one hand free where I can like touch their thigh or something like that. And for me, like when it comes to sex, I'm actually a very intimate person when it comes to me having sex. So I like to 
feel the woman's skin. I like to, mm. you know, I, I love the smell of her perfume on her neck, the the brush of her hair, all that sort of stuff. I like. You should write. You should write erotica, man. Oh, I really. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wrote an ebook about yeah. discipline, but yeah. <laughs> but I, I like all of that sort of stuff, and I didn't get any of that when I was making. Porn no, you didn't. Yeah. It's just. All right, sign this consent form. Cool, right. Now we're going to make some Instagram reels. Cool. We're going to do a TikTok here. Cool, right. Now, bang. All right, let's film. Cool. Cut, film, done. All right, you'll get it in two weeks. And it's like, that was just, yeah, it's just like yeah, <laughs> some it's, of the most emptiest sex I've ever had. It's in my no, life. Yeah, it's, it's not erotic. It, it's not. It's not fulfilling. Yeah. It's so empty. It, it actually has literally stopped me from watching pornography now because mm. I just know how fake and how empty it is. Yeah. You know how the sausage is made and put in. It's like I don't want. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, if you had, do you have any advice for like uh, couples or single guys wanting to come to a party like ours? Well, for couples, I would definitely say the first thing to do is sit down, have a cup of coffee, and just get it all off your chest. Just coffee, no tea. No, no, I'm, 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 a, I'm a coffee drinker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I'm being pedantic. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because if you're if you're ex ADF, you definitely know about the. Uh, would you like a cup of tea? Sp- yeah. Yeah. You know the yeah. spill. <laughs> but I would definitely say, like, sit down, even even make some notes. You know, like mm. make, make some points and say, like, you know, I really want to experiment with this. I really want to experiment with that. How do you feel? And just get it all off your chest, and then just completely, like, just purging yourself of all of your. Um, desires as such and letting your partner sit back and go okay cool I'm glad you told me give me some time to take this in that would be a really healthy place to start yeah okay um I would then as, as a single person uh me personally I would never go to a party as a single person I just wouldn't I would maybe jump onto like a couple of like websites or somewhere like that and see if I could link up with another single person um and you know and organize something like that. But I definitely would say for couples, the biggest, the, the number one thing it always comes back to with any relationship is just communicate, get it off your chest. Yep. Like, yeah. Nice. One last question for you, Christian, before I let you go. Absolutely. If you could take a snapshot of a memory from inside the, the club or a party that you've been to <laughs> and put it on the Polaroid, <laughs> just one photo, you got to take it with you. What's, I, know, what, I know the moment. What's the image? Um, six girls getting a lesson on how to deep throat my, my cock <laughs> by this one girl. So I had literally six girls all sitting around with this one girl. So basically seven girls blowing me. <laughs> it was, and the funniest Not part, deep enough. Was, fun- she like, was she like a, into corporal punishment? She had a cane? No, like- she just like basically I walked, I was lit- we were in this room. I was like walking down the stairs and this one girl has then just gone, Hey, and just smiled at me, and I just went, "Hey, what's up?" And she just goes, "I'm really cute. Do you mind if um, you know, I I, I give you a BJ?" And I went, "I'm not gonna say no mm. to a pretty girl. Give me a BJ." So like, there I am. I sat on that couch. For <laughs> <laughs> anyone listening, we're in the dungeon, and he's pointing at a couch in the dungeon. <laughs> and she's going, she's deep throating, and these two girls walk past and go, "Oh my god, I've never been able to deep throat like that. Can you show me?" And then she just went, "Yeah, join in." And and then and then the girls have gone, looked at me and said, "Do you do you consent?" And I've gone, "Do I consent to having three very pretty girls giving me a blow, a blowjob?" Went. Go for it. Yeah. And then 
then more and more just joined in. I'm like, oh, school's in session. Yeah. Right? It was. I'm glad that they asked for the, <laughs> the consent as well. It's good. It's they asked like, for consent, but the whole time I'm just like, what guy's going to say no? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it might say no. You just say, no, my, no I don't do that without my partner. Or he knows, who knows yeah, whatever well, the situation. That's true. That's true. That's you true. know, and it's good that, that it's good. Like, I've, I've, I've been like, you know, put in situations where it's just like, you didn't actually ask me. And I was just like, and now you've annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, oh, sorry. Sometimes yeah. I think women um, at the club think they, and we've added this actually to the newbie night talk about like ladies, just because like most people probably want you here as a single and it's just like still always ask for consent. Always, yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are. It's just like man, woman, just couple, a, just, just a, a just, little bit of respect. Just do it. Yeah. And like as a stripper the other week, I got told by a girl, um, so you're the object for the night. Ooh. Yeah, and then another girl at the same party called me a piece of meat and I literally just went, I've been paid, cool, I'm going. Yep. I just went, no, I'm not going to be spoken to like that, see yeah. ya. Yeah. The, like, me- <laughs> the meat is walking out the door. Yeah. <laughs> so the meat yeah. has got legs and the, I'm leaving. The object um, doesn't want to be spoken to like this and the object is out of here. <laughs> Amazing. Christian, thanks very much for coming in and sharing your stories today. No worries. Uh, really thanks for having me it. on. Thanks for having me on. No worries. I'm just going to do the last bits of the podcast so you can hang around for that. Um, sure. Last bit is us asking for bribery. Bribery is uh, you, the listener, giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If we read out your review on a month in review podcast uh, with Jess, we will give you free entry to the club on a night of your choice pending availability. If you want to get in touch with us, please do so uh, on our social medias uh, at Our Secret Spot. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can give us a call on 0478131769 or text. Or you can just get to oursecretspot.com.au to buy a ticket and come say hello to us in person at one of our events. We would really love that. Again, thanks to Christian for coming in and sharing the stories. No, um, thank you both so much for having this weirdo in a hockey mask <laughs> opposite you. Oh, yeah. We didn't cover, like, why are you in the Jason mask? Oh, um, so I actually cover it in my, um, in my own podcast, but I was horrendously bullied. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do this real quick. Yeah. Um, but I was horrendously bullied when I was a child. Like, I mean, like, to the point where I used to have, like, guys, like, hold me down and, like, shove, like, white dog shit in my mouth and what? all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was a very overweight, dyslexic mm. kid. And so that's just, you know, that's just open open slabber for bullies yeah. you know so easy to pick on me um and um i watched friday the 13th and watched little jason get bullied and thrown into crystal lake where he apparently drowns and dies and then comes back but gets revenge on all of his bullies mm. and i used that as ammunition to get stronger hit the gym um my dad took me to kickboxing lessons um five days a week for two hours a night and i did that for six months straight and then i got revenge back on all my bullies mm. by just kicking the crap out of them so yeah. <laughs> um considering i'm I, i'm i'm protecting my identity just for for the next few more months i figured oh well we'll, we'll go with uh, christian the hockey mask killer and i will wear and that's the, your instagram name yeah and i will wear the hockey mask as my identity for a bit nice yeah cool thanks for that thanks for that last little tidbit for those who stuck around through the credits you can you, you got to hear that <laughs> everyone else well fuck yeah because you're not hearing this anyway exactly <laughs> fuck them <laughs> thanks mate no worries at all thank you thank you